This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some said John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I said to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound on heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciple to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. The first reading is from the 22nd chapter of the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament, which is set about at the turn of the 7th century before Christ. The person who is the focus of that brief reading is a guy named Shebda. Shebda is a person who has a leadership position for God. He is the, the king of Judah at this time, is a guy named, he I shouldn't say a guy, a person named Hezekiah. Shepna is the uh, secretary to the king, and he is the superintendent of the king's palace. If you said to Shebda, what are your responsibilities for God and before God, he would know in theory, very clearly, his responsibilities are to help the king understand God's will for the common good of God's people and to assist the king in ruling God's people for God. He's got this leadership position, however he ended up in it. The leadership position belongs to God. It's a gift from God. And so the responsibilities are to know God more with the king, to help him, to rule over people practically for God. It's for God, it's for the common good. What's happened at this point, as far as we can tell in this passage, is Shebda has, re has rejected his responsibilities. Safe to know he knows what they are, but instead of focusing on God's truth and God's people, he has focused on himself. He's exercising this position for his own glorification, and he's using the resources of God's people for his own glorification. God completely cares. It's not like, oh, okay, well, you know, you are mediocre. God sends his prophet, Isaiah, to say to Shebna, you have become corrupt. All of these symbols of your power don't belong to you. They belong to God. And because you are failing in your responsibilities to God and God's people, 
they're all going to be taken away from you. They're going to be given to a person named Eliakim, and this actually happens. You know your job for God. You're an important leader. You know your responsibilities. You have freely chosen to not be responsible to God, so it's going to be taken away. This is completely fair. The world does not revolve around Shebna. It revolves around God and all people. Everybody else is equal to him. He's got a leadership position, but everyone is equally a child of God. If God didn't love the world, if God didn't love Shebna, he would say, well, it doesn't really matter. God, it completely matters. This man is wasting his life and other people's lives. There is such a thing as justice, and God who loves everybody equally is going to exert justice. So it seems to me, with all of my personal failings, wouldn't it have been great if a little bit before this, or a lot before this, someone had come along to Shebda and said, stop here, say out loud, what is this leadership position from God and for God? He'd be able to answer that, hopefully. I mean, he would definitely be able to. What are your responsibilities? Say it out loud. I don't know this person, but I imagine he would say what the responsibilities really are. I'm responsible for knowing God more with the king. I'm responsible for helping the kid, king do God's work. I bet he would say that. I doubt he would stand up in public and say, oh, my job, my responsibilities are to get stuff for myself. I wish someone would have said to him, how are you doing, honestly, in fulfilling those responsibilities right now? Not in the past, not in the future, you imagine. What are the positives? Blessed are you. But what are the negatives? And why? Say it out loud. Why are you failing at your responsibilities? How are you failing at your responsibilities? And why? As in, because I'm selfish, because I'm greedy, because I'm a drunk, because I don't care anymore. I don't know. But if he could say it out loud, maybe he would turn around his life and maybe he would be fulfilled as the person God wants him to be and the leader God wants him to be. So I'm going to suggest a parallel here from this Sunday's Gospel reading, where in Matthew 16, Jesus takes his closest disciples, the 12, and he go, brings them off by themselves, and he asks them a question. You know this. This is a key question for them 2,000 years ago. It's the key question for each of us at every stage of our lives. Jesus says, well, first he says, who do people say that I am? That's not the most important question. They tell him that people are saying he's somehow an Old Testament figure or John the Baptist come back to life. He then says the key question, who do you say I am? You, individually, who do you say I am? Peter, who we know more about his limitations than any of the other 12, Peter, remember uh, two Sundays ago, Peter who has recently walked on water with Jesus and then failed understandably and sunk, and Jesus says to him he's got little faith at that point. Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is it. He's got it. He actually at this point has the truth. That's who Jesus is. He is the Son of God, and Peter has come to believe this. You are the Christ. Christ means anointed. You're the Messiah. You're God's anointed one. You're the Savior. 
whom God has been promising to our Jewish people for generations. He's absolutely right. And at this moment, Jesus says to him something he never says and never will say to anybody else. He says, it's not a human being who's revealed that to you. That's a revelation from my father. And I tell you, Simon, his name is Simon, you are Peter, gives him a new name, which means rock. And upon this rock, upon you, with all your limitations, I will build my church, the body of Jesus, all his other followers, and the gates of the netherworld will never prevail against you. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What you declare loosed on earth is loosed on earth um, in heaven. What you declare bound on earth is bound in heaven. This is like Catholicism 101. Faithful Catholics believe that Jesus chooses Peter with many other leaders, these other ultimately apostles, to be a unique source of unity, of holiness, of organization, of order for the entire church. Jesus gives Peter a leadership job. The leadership job is to have a preeminence among all these other leaders to serve all of God's people. And Jesus is stating the truth. What a shock, the Son of God is stating the truth. Peter ends up with all of his failings, and he continues to have failings, to be the rock of all of the rest of the church. Peter ultimately gives his entire life as a martyr in Rome. Peter's successors, Catholics believe, the bishops of Rome, continue that ministry, that leadership job, the people we call popes. They are people who generation after generation, Jesus gives the leadership role of being a unique source of unity and clarity and holiness for the body of Christ, to serve everybody. Get the parallel to Shebna? This is Shebna times infinity. Peter, and this you and I hopefully know historically, plenty, not plenty, and we haven't had this, thank God, in many generations. In our history as a church, we have had people who are personally very corrupt as the Bishop of Rome, as popes, and yet the gates of the netherworld have never prevailed ultimately against the church. All the evil inside the Catholic Church, all the evil outside the Catholic Church has ultimately never prevailed. This Eucharist is going to be the Eucharist as much as it's ever been the Eucharist. The personal corruption of popes has never taken that away. The truth that we believe, we continue to receive, it doesn't get hidden from us ultimately despite any personal corruption of Peter or his successors. So I hope I can make sense of this to you. I don't think we're here today to talk about a guy from the turn of the seventh century BC. I don't think we're here principally to talk about Peter. I don't think we're here principally to talk about personally corrupt popes or bishops or priests or parents through the generations. I presume we're here about us, about you and me as Christians today. So here's what I invite you to do. This is a proven, useful spiritual exercise. This week, I invite you to join me in this very straightforward exercise based on the Shebna carried through. What currently are your most important leadership roles for God? Thank God many of you have multiple leadership roles in this community, so maybe the top one, the top two. What are your most important leadership roles right now, however you got them, 
for God. So if you are a Catholic spouse, you have the leadership role through the sacrament of marriage as being the single primary person responsible for helping the spiritual development of your spouse. Just like Shebna, your responsibility is to grow in knowing God's truth and sharing that truth and putting into practice with your spouse. If you are the Catholic parent of a minor child, you, however it happened, however the kid came into the world, whatever the circumstances, you are one of two people who have the primary responsibility of leading this family, knowing the truth of Jesus Christ and putting it into practice until these children are adults themselves. You've got that. Your role is to be a Catholic. Your leadership position is you're a Catholic parent. Your responsibilities are exactly parallel to Shebna, to Peter. If you are a child in a Catholic family, yes, you are a monster, but what is your leadership role? Your leadership position that has been given to you by Jesus, and I'm looking at some guilty people here, is to be the holiest Catholic sibling that you can possibly be. And the responsibilities are to learn God's truth from Jesus and to help your siblings and your parents put his love into practice. Please, if you are on the faculty or staff at Lawrence Catholic Academy, take this seriously. What is your leadership position from God? You have been given the responsibility for most of the year, most of the day, to be a principal guide of children who have been put into your hands in Jesus. Your responsibility is to get to know Jesus, his truth, for these children and their families. Your responsibility is to help them put this truth into practice. Yes? Ooh, or some, there are going to be some slapping going around. So if you're sitting here and you say, well, actually, I'm not a leader, think about that because I think you're part of the problem. We have a society in which responsibility is not the most popular topic. We have a church in which we're very good at pointing out everybody's limitations. I can tell you every single candidate, every single leader, they're all horrible and corrupt. Are you a leader? Oh no, I'm retired. You, if you do not have a leadership role or roles, positions in this church, there is something wrong. There's something really wrong with you. If you're opening the door at Cor Unum tonight, if that's your leadership position, what are your responsibilities? It's to know the truth of Jesus about how to treat strangers, how to share his love in word and action, how to respect the dignity of other people. And your responsibility is to put it into practice with all the rest of us today. So I invite you to consider this. So what are your leadership positions, the most important right now from God and for God? Number two, what are your responsibilities? Say it out loud. I challenge you to say it out loud. What are they? Number three, how are you doing? I challenge you to say it out loud. Don't just sit there smoking weed and calmly thinking about, oh, I'm so glad I'm on, I got this ticket to heaven. Say it out loud. How are you doing? positively and negatively, and for both, finally, why? 
Say it out loud. I am a Catholic parent. My responsibility is to know God's truth for these children more and more. My responsibility is to help these children put the truth of Jesus into practice. I am doing well in that I am worshiping God and trying to grow. Blessed are you. Please be happy about that. I am not doing so well because I never talk to even my kids about how they're actually living. Why? Because you're afraid of your children. Why? Because I'm a drunk. Why? Because I'm fairly selfish. Why? Because I'm just spiritually floating. Just say it out loud. That's the opportunity for growth. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.